This is Sit It Friends in the Morning. So you guys know that uh, Brian Kilmeade is off this week. That means I get the extra hour, 10 to 11. Curtis gets an extra hour, 11 to noon. And Curtis ordinarily would get all three hours, 10 to 1. But management decided that they'd be better off with me doing that hour. I haven't seen the numbers from yesterday. Or I have. You don't know the answer to that. But I know they were really good. But on a serious note here. The uh, extra hour today, one of the biggest stories in New York today, is subway crime. Now, my friend Michael Kemper is doing a great job as the transit chief. How do I know that? They're making more arrests than ever. (coughs) It's not his fault that this city allows these animals to go right back on the street ten minutes later. That's not Michael Kemper's fault. So two things are at play here. One, Curtis is still going to bury my friend, I know that. But I got an email yesterday from some dumb lady. I think her name was uh, Dorothy Furman. So this uh, this dumb lady heard Curtis complaining that I got the fifth hour when he thought he should get all three hours. So she sent me this really nasty email, and she goes, You are such a backstabber. You got your producer fired. I have no idea who she's talking about. And then she goes on to say, and you took the hour from Curtis when he needs the money and you don't. I said, first of all, sweetheart, I took nothing. This was a management decision based on the fact that as great as Curtis is, I'm the best at the station. The ratings say it. Everything says it. Curtis lines up behind me. That's a fact. So don't get mad at me because they made the smart move. So now Curtis comes in this morning, and he's already got a load, a load of issues with my final hour, with Michael Kemper, with a whole bunch of stuff. So where do you want to start, tough guy? Now, nah, let's start with uh, me critiquing your extra hour. Yeah. Best um, segment of the day was 10.50 a.m. yesterday morning, my very last segment, when I went off on the whole Israel thing. That was the smartest and best segment of the whole day on ABC. Trust me, you were out of gas. I could see. No, not even I could close. see you were on vapors. Not on even vapors. close. I mean, and look, by the way, did my show and still had an amazing 30-minute appearance on Mark Levin's show yesterday. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're best friends with Mark Levin. Before October 7th, he was dreck to you. Total dreck to you. You, What do you think? I forget that, Sid Rosenberg. Now he's your best linesman, your best buddy. You're texting him like 20 minutes back and forth. Face it, you're just a thoroughbred. You're like Seabiscuit. You're not a Clydesdale like Curtis Sliwa. And I could tell in your inflection, your voice, you you needed every ounce of energy in your last 10-minute spiel about Israel. (laughs) 
Then you had to go to the gym. You had to bang some dumbbells because you were completely depleted of your testosterone. I thought you were going to go out there and be a girly man because you had too much estrogen and no testosterone. I could hear it. You see, the the woofers and the tweeters on the terrestrial radio don't lie, Sid Rosenberg. You can't do the extra hour. I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. You're actually going to run yourself right into the radio ground, and it's going to impair you in the future. Sid, just give up that extra hour. Let me do what I always do when, when Kill Me is away. I Fine. always do it two hours. You know what? The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. I have to come back into the city tonight because I'm taking my son to see the Rangers Play the Dallas Stars. What? Dallas? Well, what is wrong with you? I don't know. I've got a long day. Pete Morgan gave me the tickets. So I'm going to appease you, and I'm going to give up that hour right now. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. it. It's yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, All right. It's Back all yours. Back to where it ought to be. Uh, it's all with yours. Curtis Lee. Now, now, if you get a text from John Katsimatidis and or Chad Lopez that says bad idea, then there's nothing I can do about it. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, the real war isn't with you. You're just uh, you're just an impediment to what's really going on here. What is that? I have thrown the gauntlet down, and remember what I've told management and our owners and operators. I never want to hear Andrew Evilice Cuomo on the station again. He had a run of about seven appearances. He said nothing. He never apologized to ICE, the Immigration and Naturalization Service. I have said, if he comes on again, and he does not apologize to ICE and what he did in opening up the borders and allowing all these bad hombres in, including with the terrorists, then I'm walking out of here. So that, that, that's it. That's it. This is never going to be always broadcasting Cuomo. It is never going to be always broadcasting <laughs> Cuomo over my dead body. Well, it's not going to be always. I'd rather have a job hanging wallpaper someplace. But it's not going to be always broadcasting Cuomo because he's got the same aspirations you have. He wants to be the next mayor. Well, let's get it on. Why not? <laughs> stage, right? What, we have stage seven, right? Stage uh, seven, yes. Why not? 77, I think. All right. Yeah. 77 Sunset yeah. Strip. How about a debate between me and Cuomo? Well, you have to get to the, the part where he is the presumptive nominee, and so are you, don't well, you? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Hasn't everybody no. been saying, oh, if he would have run, he yeah. would be ahead? Let's get it on. Next time he comes in, Curtis Lee and Andrew Evilides Cuomo, King Cuomo the second, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo the first. Hey, Andrew, I know you're listening. I said to me, do you know we you Like your father, you are. Come on, come on in here. Be a man, grow a pair. But where is this uh, all coming from, this Andrew Cuomo stuff? As far as I know, he doesn't have any dates coming up on this station any time in the near future. Well, because I'd thrown the gauntlet down, and you know what John Katsimatidis did? He took me out of left versus right with Anthony Weiner. He substituted for me, and then he put Roger Stone in, and he told me, hey, you're like the bat boy of the Ferry Hawks <laughs> out in Staten Island. Get to the bullpen. I don't want to see. Well, here's the problem. And again, no one says nicer things about you than I do, evidenced by the fact that you're on every day on my show all week long. But with you and Wiener, it, it became like a love fest. I mean, that guy comes on the radio every weekend, and I have nothing against him personally. You know what he did? He did, and, you know, he and I had some very, very 
emotional conversations. I heard it. it was great radio. Yeah, and he cried. And I mean, listen, I, I I don't think he's an evil person. I don't. He's done some really crappy stuff, really crappy. But what he says on the weekend, he should be taken outside and literally beat the hell out of. And uh, you didn't really beat his ass all that much. So while uh, Katz Matidis came in and started yelling at the guy, and Roger Stone, he basically threatens his life. Well, the most, That's what you need on that show. Well, the most important part, you forgot, Sid. Come on, you forgot your roots. Their ratings were better than mine with Anthony Weiner. Is that true? It is true. <laughs> yeah. So I've been relegated to being the bad boy for the ferry horse. Uh, so let me let me do a pivot and shift out of this. <laughs> You were sitting with my very dear friend, Zeb Brenner, and his family on Friday night for Chabas, right? That is correct. We had a, his beautiful wife, Adina, made a wonderful dinner, 15 people, including me and Danielle. Our third Chabas dinner since October the 7th. We've now gone to the Traymans. We've gone to the West End Temple and now the Brenners. And your name did come up more than once, and they loved you at that table. By the way, you're going to go back to the 2nd Avenue Deli, which is on 1st Avenue. Try to. I thought Juice was smart. Hey, come to the 2nd Avenue Deli, but we're on 1st Avenue. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to Zeb Brenner. Talk line communication. Do you know that I did a show from the original WLIR, which is our FM station now, Two-watt station, right in Muncie, asked the Gentile for <laughs> Jeff Brenner's talk line communication. That could not have been the name. Was that really yes. the name? Yeah, ask, ask the Gentile. Ask the Gentile. So <laughs> here are all these guys originally from Williamsburg calling me up in Yiddish, and I had Yitzhak, who was the board operator, the phone screener, talking into my earphones, translating the Yiddish. Oh, then God. I would answer in Eng- English, and they would say, Curtis, how the hell do you know what I was talking about? I'd say, you know, if you work retail, you pick up a lot of Yiddish. Ask the Gentile. And I was explaining all the things about Gentiles, why we hate Jews. You know, what Dina actually said to me at the Shabbos dinner that night, she's Zeb Brenner's wife. She goes, man, it is amazing how much Curtis Sliwa knows, whether he's talking about Brooklyn, Queens, Israel. She heard all the shows in Israel. She was astounded by how much you know. And just so you know, uh, Mr. Gentile, Saturday night, after the Shabbos dinner on Friday, Zeb wanted me to come on his show Saturday night. But as you know, he starts late, well after Shabbos. So my appearance wasn't until 11, 10 p.m. Eastern time. But I went on with Zeb Brenner on Saturday night. So Zeb Brenner Saturday, Mark Levin Monday. I think I'm living up to the moniker you gave me, yes. the king of all Jews. I've been on Zeb Brenner's show many times after Chavez, and, you know, all, all hey, Cur- Curtis, this is, you know, remember me, Aaron from Borough Park, remember it? <laughs> Aaron, you want me to lie to you like a typical politician? How the hell can I remember you? You remember me with the black hat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You all have black hats. <laughs> it is, when I do these shows with the Orthodox or the Hasidim, it is great. Courtesy of Ash and Gentile. Now, you mentioned 1105. Let me take you back. There was a performance we never gave cred where cred was due at the Fifth Avenue Synagogue, an amazing night honoring you, the new King David. I think this guy is potentially the next Jerry Seinfeld, Dan 
Noderman. I think it's Natureman. Natureman. Either way, I agree. He, oh, my he God. He blew us away. <laughs> he was hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, Sid was hitting me on the back so hard, I had to go for a chiropractic adjustment. And oh, I said, 40 minutes the guy did. And I wanted more. In fact, Justin, uh, you have to book this guy. Curtis is bringing up a great point. This guy, Dan Natureman, you laughed your ass off, too, the comedian. Oh, my God. He, he was, was great. so good. Oh, so good. And all spontaneous, all improv. He was working off the crowd, but respectful. There are a lot of orthodox with it, unlike that rapper there. I never want to hear that guy again. Kosher dills. Oh, my God. Let me <laughs> tell you something. I was the world champion eating kosher dill pickles. I would have spit that out. <laughs> I was a four-time kosher deal pickle-eating champion of the you. world. You've won all these competitions. At this original Second Avenue Deli, it. it was actually on Second Avenue in the Lower East Side. Where you need to be corrected, though, is that you're wrong about the Jewish rappers. There's one who happens to be not good but great. His name is Matis Yahu, and he is a great Jewish rapper. Listen, you Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, he's not Run DMC. No, no, I'm talking. <laughs> if, if you ain't Beastie Boys quality, I don't want to hear it, please. Look, he, he's Beastie Boys quality. Let me tell you something. Yahoo. You, you know what it is. It's like you're going to have your guest on. Uh, you called him Mr. Subway. I took great offense to that. When you rode with me into the hood, Brownsville never, never ran, never would. East New York, Junior Street, New Lots Avenue. You saw the love the brothers and sisters gave me from I the did. projects. I did. And you saw, I'm Mr. Subway. Now all of a sudden you got a newfound friend, the transit police commissioner, and like I'm a person of no consequence no, no, to you no, when no, it comes no, to no. the subways. I, I love you, but you don't have the job right now. That's Michael Kemper's job. And, and let me just say this. Because no one respects you more than me, and I think you'd be the best mayor ever, right there with Rudy Giuliani, if and when you win next time. But even you, and no one knows the subways more than you, but even you can't fix it. Because unless Albany changes this bail reform nonsense, unless these criminals stay in jail and aren't let out 15 minutes after they commit a crime, how are you going to fix the subways if you arrest people and they'll let back out 15 minutes later? Look, you got to ask Transit Police Commissioner <laughs> Kemper, because he's one of your linesmen. That's why you're so close to him, well, right? He happens to be hey, look, hey, look, <laughs> you know damn well that when he had his bar mitzvah and he said to his booby, Zeta, oh, I want to be a cop. She said, what a cop? You want to be with the Irish? They hate you. You got to be a doctor or a lawyer. You're a good Jewish boy. It's exactly what your mom and dad said to you that yes. you should be Doctor Sidney Rosenberg. Yes. You first prescribe prescribe uh, ivermectin to me when when I had the scabies and I didn't want to know. Now I got Norwegian scabies. It's gotten ten times worse. Yeah, you know that. He had his bar mitzvah, right? All of a sudden, oh, mom, uh, dad, and uh, grandma, grandpa, I want to be a, I want to be a cop. But you know what that says? Because you're right. Every Jewish parent wants their kid to be a doctor. So I went to University of Miami back in 1984. With that in mind, instead, I became a pharmacist and I did the drugs. But, uh, but I'm serious. Yeah, nobody, nobody studies at the University <laughs> no. of Miami. That's a party school. No, that was, it was even rougher back then. That's when Bernie Kosar was winning national now, championships. Now but, 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 but it goes to show you yes. how tough Michael Kemper is because he is Jewish. I know him. His parents wanted to be a doctor. He's a tough cop. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. I know yeah. him. Yeah. 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 75th Precinct, he was in charge, largest precinct in the city of East New York. Yeah. you got to do the shit act. But I would ask him <laughs> one thing. Yeah. All these crimes, to me, the worst 
You're on the number four train. You're looking out the front window. You know, like kids always like to look out. Gee, I could be Choo Choo Charlie the Engineer. Good and plenty, plenty good. Mommy, Daddy, is that a leg down on the subway tracks? Nah, it's got to be a mannequin. You know, a mannequin's like, it turned out a human leg was down on the tracks. That's how bad it's gotten in the Bronx. You're riding the number four train, the Muggers Express. You don't have to worry about just getting mugged on the train, shot in Mount Eden by a bunch of drill-wrapping thugs. You see a human leg out on the tracks, and nobody knows whose leg it is. Hey, did anybody lose? Who's the leg here in the South Bronx? <laughs> you got to ask. Look, you got to do a shirach between me and Michael Kemmer. I'm willing to assist him in the transit police who don't have enough personnel uh, to actually help try to control well, well, you Are you being serious about I this? I am. You know me. I Be- love the subways. Because you reached out. You had uh, this. Um, it wasn't even a feud. But the great attorney for my neighborhood, my dear friend Joe Murray, yes. was representing all the people that tried to kill you. Yes. And, uh, but now you guys have become really good friends. So I believe you when you say, even if you're critical of somebody or angry at somebody, you could put all that behind you oh, because you love the city. Yeah, how about this? So I will take you and Michael Kemper to Casa Cipriani no, no, no. and we'll sit down. That's, that's too high budget for me, too high, bro. <laughs> Second Avenue Deli on First Fine. Avenue. I know the owners, they love us. And I can brag about how I was the four-time uh, dill garlic pickle eating champion of the world. <laughs> Jewish pickles Nasty. that were made in the South Bronx. I hold that title. I will always be the pickle eating champion. Just don't light up a match when you're near me oh, because we'll all be blown I, to I kingdom to, come. Uh, I used to go to the Avenue I flea market, that place in Brooklyn, many, many years ago. And you'd walk in and there'd be these huge barrels. There's a huge flea market. There'd be these huge barrels of pickles. So now you've won pickle eating contests. Yes. You competed in the hot dog eating contest Finished at third, Nathan's. Third, third one year. Third one year. Cheated. And I there might was, add there cheated. was something else you got competed in. A matzo ball eating contest <laughs> at Ben's Kosher Deli. I finished second to a guy named Steve Brock. And all of a sudden, the, uh, it was Raul Felder who was the judge. Remember the divorce attorney? Oh, yes. They went to the back room to the burning bush, and they said, this Gentile can't finish second. He grew up eating meatballs. He never <laughs> ate a matzo ball in his life. They gave me the sinkers, oh, and they no. gave all the little Jewish boys the floaters. <laughs> and some guy, Steve Brock from Howard Beach, who now lives in Hamilton Beach, beat me. And then they disqualified me because they said I squeezed all the matzo ball juice out and then stuffed it down my hatchet. They said, you can't eat matzo balls that way. I got disqualified at Ben's Kosher Deli. I can't believe it. And you know the other thing that differentiates you from me is I side with Wrong Way Lou Rafino. I go to Brothers on Cross Bay Boulevard while you go to Landy's in Mill Basin. That's right. I'm a brother's boy. I go to Landy's and I go to Sea Tide for my fish right oh. by Ralph Avenue. And I go to Lenny's Clam Bar. Remember the advertisements late at night for Lenny's Clam Bar, the brothers, the What sister? are you nuts? Do you know the owner of Lenny's Clam Bar, Joe? I'm his favorite host in the world. Those are all my places. Damn. I go I go to the Cross Page Diner along with George's Diner Oasis, of course. All those places are my places. Yeah, but you went to Aldo's and uh, New Park Pizzeria. <laughs> I don't want to bring that up. There's some people that are going on trial for being at Aldo's because they owe the Banano crime family a big. 
Hey, by the way, Eric Adams was there. What the hell is he doing there with the Bonanno guys, huh? You want me to bring that up, too? You started this. I'm going to finish it. You're going to run out of gas at up to 11 o'clock. John, Marco Katzmatidis, if you're listening, Chad Lopez, you want to stay, save your thoroughbred. You got your Clydesdale, Curtis Lewa, who should have been doing all the Kill Me Two Hours this week, right here on WABC. Get ready,